had to attach. Now you're looking on my health. Wanna be a sap? Just thinking about yourself. I had to attach. Had to leave you on the shelf. Well, face tags for you. I lost my head. Face that is cool. We go again. Can't let these heartless broken boys win. Hey everyone, as you heard, I'm back. Thank you so much for being patient with this little break that I've been on. So, long story short, I do not want to put out bad half-assed content and I was kind of really struggling to think of ideas and what I wanted to talk about Um, not only that I was kind of dealing with coming back um, from all these concerts getting resettled in um, getting my son situated for school I was also transferring colleges, so I'm still actually in the process of that, trying to figure out all my coursework. Um, Turns out I'm only going to need to take one more class, and then I can officially apply to the nursing program. On top of that, I have also been working on some guests for you guys. So I have three guests lined up already. Um, Next week, we will be talking with my cousin, Quinn. Um, She actually has a radio station that she is on, so I'm excited to talk more about that next week. Um, I also have Jenny. She is a realtor, and um, she will be on kind of giving us housing tips, um, especially for first-time homeowners. Um, She's super, super sweet. I can't wait for you guys to meet her and get to connect with her. Um, And then we will be bringing Cassie back on um, to talk a little bit more about fitness and what she's been up to, um, as well as, you know, kind of giving us some more tips and advice. Um, I know I had a lot of people reach out asking about her, so we will be bringing her back on. So I've been really busy as far as planning for you guys. Um, So I cannot wait to show you guys what I have in store. I cannot wait to produce better content for you guys so thank you so much for being patient with this little break that I've been on and with that being said let's get started in today's episode Um, I wanted to talk about relationships first whether you're currently in a relationship or if you're single if you've never been in a relationship if you're (laughs) getting over a breakup, even if it's not a romantic relationship, it could be even like a friendship sort of relationship or a partnership. Um, I feel like this one especially um, applies or kind of this rule that I've been trying to live by or at least apply into relationships in my life. Um, But I feel like the better you make it for your partner, and this is in regards to romantic partners, um, but the better that you make it for your partner, the better it is for you guys as a team. So, for example, if I'm constantly working and I'm tired and I'm always cooking dinner and 
you know, I never have some time for myself. Say my partner comes home and he sees, you know, after we've had dinner, the dishes are full and I'm tired. By him asking, or not even asking, by him just doing the dishes, he's helping relieve stress for me, which is then allowing me to place my focus elsewhere. And that will then allow me to cook for him the next night. So by him kind of doing something small for me to save me time today or save me energy or just overall be helpful, by him helping me, it's also allowing me to then give back to help him. Because a relationship should be kind of give and take. And sometimes it's not always going to be equal. And that's okay because everyone has their off days. But the overall goal is, or that I feel like, at least for me, that I strive for in my relationship is I want to see my partner succeed. I want to see him succeed, you know, with his goals. I want to see him succeed financially. I want to see him succeed spiritually, mentally, physically. You know, I want him to do good. And I know he wants the same for me. So when we kind of do things or help each other out, we're also kind of like using each other as an investment almost like we are investing this time and this effort into like this mutual partnership to make ourselves better and essentially kind of like level up I guess you could say um that's kind of a stupid term I think but not stupid but that's the best way I could think to put it is to level up with each other and that is I feel like what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be better. Everyone wants to become that better version of themselves that they see or that they picture for themselves. Like, especially me and my partner right now, we are both giving up, or at least especially right now, cutting down on a lot of our toxic habits. Not toxic habits, but habits that we can go without like smoking or drinking like there are things that they they really do nothing for us they make us feel bad the next morning or they make us um there I mean there are substances that alter you know your perception so they just don't make us feel like ourselves and I feel like we were sitting there the other day and kind of just thinking like what is this doing for us? Like, how is drinking or smoking being productive for us? It really isn't. Like, it does nothing for us besides slow us down and make us unmotivated. So we, as a partnership, decided to quit that habit together. So that is us kind of pouring into each other to make ourselves better and to become this better version of ourselves. And... Honestly, and this is this goes back to it being relatable to anyone, whether it's friendships, partnerships, whatever. If you are not willing to make sacrifices for that person, you don't really have any business in that relationship, whether it's a friendship or a partnership or a relationship. All relationships, I feel like, require sacrifice and give and take. And if you're not ready to be selfless, then, you know, maybe that friendship or that partnership is not right for you. And that's okay if it's not right for you. You know, everyone has 
those people that they will meet and want to make those sacrifices for. And sometimes you just have to meet the right people. So don't be afraid if you are not ready to be selfless and sacrifice for that person, then just leave it alone. Something else in regards to relationships and friendships um, is really evaluating what it is that you bring to the table because in all honesty the way I evaluate my friendships and my friends know that I do this is how are they benefiting me as well as how am I benefiting them so say for example um, me and my friend Maddie she can come to me and vent to me about anything And I know I can do the same for her. Even if we haven't talked in a few days, I know no matter what, that she is one call away or one text away and she will gladly like put down what she's doing or make time to hear me out about what I have to say or what's going on. And she knows that I will gladly do the same for her. So that is what we bring to the table along with many other things. But just evaluating in your relationship as well as your friendship what it is that you have to offer and what it is they offer you because you can't be the only one pouring into that relationship or partnership. It can't just be all you giving because then, I mean, it's kind of just a waste of your time if you're not really receiving anything back and that's kind of maybe a shallow way to think but it's also very realistic that everything should be give and take. So if that friendship or that partnership is not providing anything to you that's helping you or bettering you or somehow allowing you to become better, then you need to evaluate what that friendship or partnership is really worth to you if they're not giving anything, you know, to your life or bringing anything to you. And you really have to think what it is that they're bringing because if they're just simply being a kind person with common decency, that's really not a lot because anyone can be that. Anyone can provide me with being a nice person or just being someone casual to talk to. So really thinking what it is you want out of a friendship or relationship and what it is that you can give to them as well. And I think that will make that friendship or partnership a lot more beneficial as well as flow a lot nicer when You guys are both happy and you guys are both having your needs met by each other. But that also comes along with knowing your worth. Because if you think that you are only worth like the bare minimum of common decency, then that's all you're going to receive. Because when I started putting out into the universe that I wanted a man to give me, you know, princess treatment, spoil me, love me like unconditionally you know, be there for me, be patient with me, understand me. You know, when I'm putting all these thoughts and, you know, speaking this into the world, like, that is what I'm getting. And I also have begun to appreciate myself a lot more and know that I have a lot to offer. I have a lot going for me and I work my ass off and I'm proud to say that I have a lot going for me. So, I know that I can ask for things like that because that is what I know I deserve, you know? So just knowing your worth and knowing what you want and don't stop and don't settle until you get that, until you find that person or whatever it is 
that gives you exactly what it is that you want and deserve. But also, you need to be able to provide a lot to that person as well. So if you're asking for these people to go above and beyond, you can't just give them the bare minimum either. I can't expect all of this stuff and provide absolutely nothing. I have to be able to also meet the needs of my partner as well. And that's the same with friendship. Say I'm going to go back to the example with Madi. If if she was only able to call me and vent and I was never able to do that back to her, if I was never able to call her, I would kind of think, well, why am I listening here? Or why am I if I never get that back? Or, you know, like or I'd feel some sort of way, not why me or anything, because I'd always be there for her. But, you know, I would think, why, why isn't this being reciprocated? So making sure that, you know, both people's needs are being met. And if they're not, sometimes it really is just a matter of communication because communication could solve so many problems and save people so much time if they just communicated. But I feel like now people are so sensitive and touchy that a lot of people I feel like are really scared to communicate openly because people, since they are so touchy or I feel like from what I've experienced them being so touchy, when you communicate with someone clearly and directly, they really do think that you're coming off aggressive or like a bitch. And I really don't feel that way. I feel like I'm not going to waste my time sugarcoating things when I know exactly what I want and what could fix the problem and what could make all of our lives easier if I just communicated and used my big girl words. So I feel like I'm not the one to ever sugarcoat anything. So making sure, at least for me, I let my partner know or my friends know what it is that I need from them because I'm very clear and direct about what it is that I need. And I feel like I also let them know they can communicate that way with me as well. And if not, then eventually that friendship or partnership or whatever it is, is going to not last or it's going to end because that's something that I need personally is really good communication. Um, Something else that I wanted to talk about just because I've seen a lot of people going through it um, on social media, people that I know personally, um, that kind of like low self-esteem and kind of going back to knowing your worth. I've seen or I've heard a lot of situations where people are just really not seeing the situation that they're in from the outside. And, you know, maybe that's me just being an outsider looking and maybe I don't know the full picture. But we've all heard that saying. I think Steve Harvey might have said it, actually. (laughs) But um, never wait for a man to have to tell you or show you that he doesn't want you more than once. Because if they're already showing you their true colors, so if they are constantly showing you or kind of giving you those actions, like that they don't care about you, whether it's not making time for you, not communicating with you, not being honest with you, 
don't let them do that to you more than once because then you are going to lower your self-esteem and lower your standards for them when they were never on your standards or on your level to begin with. So never wait for anybody and never let someone have to show you that they don't want you more than once because you're going to waste a lot of your time if you keep going back when they clearly don't want anything to do with you. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. Like, I will never, ever have, I will never do that again. I will never let somebody show me multiple times over and over again that they don't want me and continuously put effort and time into like trying to prove that I'm worthy of them wanting me or I sh- that they should want me, you know? It's just, that that's a very, that was a wake-up call for me is why am I putting myself down to that standard when I know that I am above that. I'm above, you know, people not wanting me or people not wanting me around. And even my man Drake said that. You know how many people told him no? And look at him now. Like, he's a top artist. He's amazing. And so many people told him no, along with many other people. Um, And that's another thing, too. Don't take rejection seriously. And don't take it personally either. If that person or that friendship doesn't want you, that's their loss. Like, you, especially if you're a good person, like, you know what you bring to the table. You know what you offer. So don't take rejection seriously because that's going to be them losing out on you in the long run. And that's kind of what I think about things now. You know, people that I've reached out to, you know, whether it's to be on the podcast or to even get to know somebody and they don't respond or they don't want to, you know, that's cool. Like, I don't take it personally because I know I'm going to come up. I'm going to make it and I have all these goals and ambitions and I'm meeting them like day by day. Everything is falling into place for me. So I know eventually these people might look back and be like, damn, I wish I did hop on that when she offered. I wish I would have, you know, accepted the offer when she said it. So I feel like that's kind of me getting my karma or kind of putting good into the energy, but also knowing that good will come back to me because I don't let people who have told me no or have not supported me kind of get me down because I know that I'm constantly, you know, helping other people through my podcast or on a day-to-day basis. I'm constantly trying to do good things to receive good karma. And it's not even necessarily to receive anything good back. Um, Another thing that I've really been trying to protect and cautious about is, one, how I react to certain situations. I don't like when people can kind of make me revert back to my old unhealed self. So just me being mindful of how I react to whether if whether it's someone pissing me off or being disrespectful. Um, I've very much been trying to tune it down a little bit um, as far as my reaction to things. So making sure that I'm protecting my peace and I'm not letting people take me out of the person that I'm becoming, the person that I'm, you know, striving to be and grow into. And that's kind of what I'm going to segue us into the next topic. 
Um, for those of you who are parents, um, this is kind of going to be about co-parenting, at least this section. Um, co-parenting is tough. It is tough. It is very much a roller coaster of emotions. I feel like all the time, like you never know what you're going to get with co-parenting. I feel like at least in mine, um, I feel like co-parenting could be so simple and so easy if there was just that mutual respect for one another because or not even it doesn't even have to be mutual respect like that's the bare minimum I think but if we just or not we um but if parents in general just put the kid first then I feel like a lot of issues that I've seen in co-parenting including my own issues you know could be solved if decisions were made logically based on what is best for the kid because I've seen a lot of parents be selfish and use their their kids as pawns and you know just do things to spite the other parents and they they bring their kid along with them and I think especially when you have younger kids when you're going through that split it's really tough on them to understand what's going on and it's not good for them. It's not good for them to see their mom and dad upset or arguing in front of them or hearing about, you know, say if you're bad-mouthing the other parent, like that's one thing that I'm very adamant about is I do not try to ever bad-mouth my son's dad ever, especially in front of my kid. Like, yes, sometimes he pisses me off and maybe I'll vent about it to my friends, but it's never something that I do in front of my kid because my kid doesn't need to hear that. Like, that's adult business. And I feel like adults who bring their kids into their parenting or into that, you know, adult business, it's just, it blows my mind because just let the kids be kids. Like, it doesn't ever need to be that. But, you know, I, who am I to tell people how to parent? But that's just my personal opinion in regards to co-parenting and sometimes I feel like people don't talk about the fact that co-parenting is tough on the parents as well like yes it is also tough on the kids but I feel like for the parents emotionally especially if you were with that person for a while it can be tough, especially when you see each other, you know, maybe it's moving on or seeing each other do well or seeing the one other one struggle. It's tough to watch somebody that you once knew very well or maybe even like the back of your hand. It's tough to watch them go through things that you wish that you could kind of jump in and save them from sometimes, but also like for what? Like... <laughs> sometimes the other parent doesn't respect you and then you're like why why do I want to help like I feel like there's a lot of internal conflict at least for me um as well as I know a couple other people who have kind of felt the same way um it's tough to try and get all of that out and just focus on the parenting part sometimes I know I've definitely 
done a lot better, especially over the last couple of months, just trying to figure out, you know, how to be a better parent and how to co-parent better. And I feel like we're definitely getting a lot better at it. And it's something that takes time, but I feel like the more time you guys work on communicating and being respectful, the easier co-parenting is going to be. And parenting in general, I feel like, is just a matter of showing up for your kid. And that could mean, you know, showing up for their games, showing up for their recitals. But it could also mean showing up for them emotionally. Like, if your kid's crying instead of, you know, being too busy, like, taking the time to sit down and comfort them and talk to them. You know, why are you crying or why are you frustrated? So showing up for them not only in events but emotionally and showing up for them educational-wise, you know, making sure that your kid is on track educationally or even developmentally, you know, trying to make sure you are on top of it for your kids because they don't know what what they need or what they should be learning or where they should be at. Like, that's our job as parents to set them up for success later on in the future. I feel like that is, like, our job. Like, that is what being a parent is about is trying to set your children up to do better than you. But sometimes it's hard showing up, and I'm not talking about parenting necessarily, but in friendships and relationships, sometimes it's hard when the other person doesn't show up. Um, But then I did um, watch this video on TikTok, uh, and I'll link it below. And I want to say it's Alicia Keys, and she says... And she said that sometimes we ask people to show up for us in a way that they're not capable of showing up in. And then we get mad at them that they couldn't show up for us the way that we wanted them to show up. And she goes on to say, if we know that the person can't show up for us in the way that we want them to, why are we going to put that expectation for them to show up for us in that way because that really is just sabotaging yourself and that person because you know that they can't show up in that way so having realistic expectations for people that way you don't get disappointed and you don't you know get hurt and I feel like that can be tied back into um, what we talked about at the beginning where the better you make it for your partner the better for the team so if that person isn't showing up for you the way that you need them to aka meeting the needs that you need met then again you need to reevaluate that friendship or that partnership and really think you know what are you getting how is this going to help you how is this going to make you a better person or how is it going to make your life easier how is this going to benefit you and your family you know so just really (laughs) Finding that balance in your life, that give and take, and making sure that you know your worth and what you bring to the table, and you'll be golden. I feel like this is a very crucial turning point in the podcast, and for me, it just feels like a different vibe. I know this episode kind of feels a little bit all over the place, Um, but I'm just glad to be back on the mic, and kind of talking about just some little things that have been on my mind this last week. But 
with that being said, I am going to end it tonight. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Again, joining me will be my lovely cousin Quinn. And I cannot wait to have you guys tune in. I love you guys. And thank you again for being patient. And I will see you guys next Sunday.